This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Where are my animal people? My dog lovers, my horse lovers, my nature lovers. You're going to love today's show. I got to talk to the world-renowned animal communicator, Joan Ranquette. R-A-N-Q-U-E-T. She is the founder of Communication with All Life University, a certification program for animal communication and energy healing. She lives in Santa Clarita, California. I don't know how I'm going to invent more time, but I need to invent more time so I can do all the things I want to do, like get a certification for animal communication and energy healing. Joan's new book is called Emotional Freedom Technique for Animals and Their Humans, Creating a Harmonious Relationship Through Tapping. If you're listening to this show, you probably know what tapping is, EFT. You tap on the meridians of your body and use certain phrases and realizations to sort of get in touch with some stress or disharmony and diminish it. Emotional freedom technique. So could you imagine doing that with your pets? There's so much I want to talk about, about animals in life. But first, I'm going to let Joan talk. And here's the thing I really messed up. I was so excited to talk to her. And this happens to me a lot. I get so excited to speak to rock stars like Joan Renquette that I mess up the date or the time or something. Talk about emotional freedom. My emotions go a little wonky. So she was trying to call me and I wasn't picking up because I was doing something else. And then when I finally got her, she was on the way out the door to take a hike. Well, you'll hear all about it. But stay close because today you are going to learn how to communicate with your animals better through pictures. That's part of Joan Ranquette's message. I mean, the biggest message is that we're all doing it all the time. So say what you mean and mean what you say, because we don't realize how much our our mind, you know, the thoughts we're thinking, the, the things we say impact our animals greatly every every minute. That's a lot to think that we need to be our best selves or we need to be as attentive to our moods in front of animals as we do in front of humans. Is that overstating it? Um, no, I think that's exactly correct. I mean, I mean, what happens when we don't recognize that is we don't see them as full beings. You know, then, then we create a world where they're here for us. And that's just not true. All right. Tell me then what is true. Most people just come in. There's the dog. There's the cat. You give them a pet. Makes you feel good. Then you go on about your life. What are you telling us that relationship could be like? A family member. Their family. You know that you're, and I'm fortunate because the people that come to me for animal communication and energy work are are people that recognize that their animals are fully family members and they want to do whatever they can to make them more comfortable, to make them more um, happy, to make them want to, you know, enjoy their lives. Tell me about that family member that we hear in the background right now. What is that family member saying to you, Joan? Uh, so when I couldn't get through, 
I got set up to go on an H I K E. Oh, so oh yes. <laughs> so she thinks that we're going to go any minute. She's like, "What is going on? Oh, what I'm are you so, doing on the phone?" I'm so sorry to have caused that distress. Is there any way you can let her know yeah, I'm that it's actually coming? Throw, she's the one. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go in a little bit. Give me a few more minutes. Right. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But this is a perfect example of, of communicating with animals. Yes, it's a perfect example. Yeah. Give us an idea of what we can do to make our animals' lives better. Um, I, I mean, I think the main thing is just being able to to get quiet and and get a sense of what's going on for them. Animal communication isn't some mystical thing that only a few can do. It's telepathy, which is the transference of pictures, words, and feelings. So when you're in that quiet space, often you're able to hear what is going on for them. I mean, we've all had that sense of feeling, you know, if a dog or a cat is sad. And so it's it's taking that that sensibility into next level in that you're able to recognize it all more but it isn't some thing that just hits you every now and then that you really are able to pick up on what's going on for them and then you know when you're able to get quiet like that you can really get into a groove especially if you have some sort of a behavioral issue it often is based on something that's going on for them emotionally. So fostering communication, fostering relationships, sharing feelings, trying to get information just like any other relationship. Tell me about... Just like any other relationship. Tell me about some of the pictures that you've gotten back from your own pets. Well, okay, so this is kind of funny. Well, I'll I'll tell one thing. I, I had a horse and I just recently lost her. Whenever we moved, I would tell her where we were going. So I would give her a picture. I would say, okay, when you get off the trailer, you're going to go to the barn on your right, and there will be a stall on the left side. And now the other dog is getting getting bouncy here, so we throw her outside for a second. There we go. Um, anyway, I would send pictures of exactly what the new stall would look like. And from there... Uh, literally, the horse would get off the stall and be able to go straight to just settle in very quickly. So a lot of times, it's more about what I'm sending them, Okay. that I'm being very clear about what, what it is we're doing, especially if people are moving or you're going on a trip. You know, I always send pictures of what it's going to look like when they when I'm gone. You know, they're going to have this fun house sitter, all of that. But I've received a lot of pictures, like, of animals that they want to go play with or things that they would love to do. So then I try to accommodate that. Okay. So when you were first saying, and, and I'm so sorry about the passing of your horse. I just want Thank to acknowledge you. that. When you were saying that you you would show your horse a picture, I really thought you were showing your horse an actual physical picture but you were just sort of sending it with your mind was it just your mind or words too um it was often just my mind but i would on occasion i i like to talk out loud partly because i i live alone so i just um talk to them but um i'm very clear with the pictures right so it's like i i almost like using that example walking 
out of the trailer and down this little row over to this barn and the stall is on the left. I'm very careful as I, I, I almost travel with my words when I do that, if that makes sense. Tell me, travel with your words, what does that mean? It means that I'm in it as much as uh, the, as yeah. they are. So I'm picking up on the feelings too, right? Like this is going to be the coolest thing. Yeah. One of the things that happens for people is they focus on the thing that they don't want. Yeah. And when you do that, you're often focusing on that picture. Like, for example, let's say a dog doesn't like the neighbor dog. Well, if you keep picturing that other dog coming after your dog, what happens when you picture that? Well, you get a little nervous. You get a little out of sorts. And the next thing you know, you're creating an even worse scenario for your dog. So focus on the pictures that we do want. Do yes. animals communicate in pictures with each other? Yes. And feelings. Feelings is one of the biggest things. Actually, I always say that an animal's emotional life is what saves their life. An animal in the wild is dependent on knowing what the others around them are feeling. So if, uh, I mean, they can make an alert sound, they can do all kinds of things, but it really is that kind of, I I call it the uh uh-oh feeling, like uh uh-oh, that they're all connected. They're all connected with each other. Let's say it's a herd of impala. If they're all connected with each other and one of them senses fear, it travels through the energy field of all of the animals and they are on the run in one second. So it's that emotion of fear that has just saved their lives. So we probably, I'm guessing, Joan, shouldn't squelch our animals' emotions just because they're inconvenient. Absolutely. That's a great, that's, that's, that's it right there. Right. So when the Amazon delivery comes and the dogs go wild, I should maybe just send them pictures like, hey, this is a thing and it's okay and it's going to happen all the time. Or another, I mean, another way to look at it is that's like the most exciting thing that's happened to them all day. (laughs) Yes. So what if you join in on the fun? Yeah. Right. I know somebody's here at the door. He's going to bring me new stuff. Thank you for letting me know. When you thank a dog for letting you know, they often are like, wow, they feel acknowledged. They've done their job. Right. It was big fun for them. Now, this just rang a bell with me. When you said, thank you, I got it. The delivery person is here. They, because I do believe every dog wants a job. They know now that their job is over, right? Yeah. Did my job, got it. Wow. Okay. Terrific. I love that. Now, you teach this to people, yes? Yeah, I have a school called Communication with All Life University, and we do animal communication, energy healing, and I take people on wildlife trips. Can we learn online? Yes, I have digital, live, in-person, any way you want to learn. How did you learn? Um, I had a series of events that happened with actually that horse that I just lost, I had the horse for 33 years. So in the very beginning, when I first got her, I was having so many problems and I'd used an animal communicator. And I thought, what if I just learn how to do this? And I thought I was learning for fun. You had this horse for 33 years. This is an extraordinary relationship. Do you feel the relationship continues? 
Absolutely. I, I mean, we're in kind of like a, a, an adjustment period right now, if you will. She's not here in physical form, so I'm still very sad. But I feel her connection <clears throat> still, even though she's not here in physical form. It's just getting used to that. Right. I want to get people to sign up for your school, and and um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go on a hike with your dogs. What is it? What is it you most want people to know right now about you know your work or how they can find you? Um, you can go to my website, which is www.joanranquet.com. J O A N R A N Q U E T dot com. And uh, I have a new book out called Emotional Freedom Technique for Animals and They're Humans. And in there, it really, even if you don't have a challenge going on right now, I have a lot of little bits and pieces about what their behavior is really about. So it's a fun, it's a fun book if you just want to kind of get a deeper understanding of, you know, the behavioral and emotional life of animals. But if you're having a challenge, it's a great technique. Am I tapping on the dog? Am I tapping on myself? Who am I tapping on? Both. You would tap on yourself because let's say, you know, that example I gave a few minutes ago, of like the neighbor dog is getting after you know, has gone after your dog once, right? Mm -hmm. Your nervous system is going to be off the charts. Like, uh uh-oh. You know, the same thing that, like I was saying about the Impala. You're going to be protective. You're going to be scared. You're going to, you're going to have all those feelings. And so is the dog, but for different, different feelings. So, so if you can tap on you, you are not going to be so tight on the leash and so, Nervous, which is going to, you know, establish a certain amount of leadership or the emotional leadership for the animal. And from there, the dog can make a different choice. But you'd also tap on the fear for the dog. That's Joan Ranquette, an animal communicator, teaching us how to have a better relationship with our pets, with our furry family members. Her new book is called Emotional Freedom Technique, Four Animals and Their Humans Creating a Harmonious Relationship Through Tapping. And in the book, it is so detailed with lots of pictures, you'll get the scripts on what to say when you're tapping. You'll get the pictures on where to tap when you're tapping. And I'd love to hear if you try this on your cats and dogs and horses, maybe even your chickens. I don't know. But I love how Joan explains this here. She writes on page 35 of the book, We interpret the world according to our own human experiences. When we interact with our animals, we make it all about us. We translate our animals' actions according to our own experience, not bothering to understand theirs. Operating from our worldview, we expect animals to think and behave in human terms, which, when you think about it, is impossible. This is why so many animals wind up in shelters. We think, the way you're acting doesn't make sense to me. I don't get why you're not responding to me the way I would have if, for example, somebody picked me up and put me outside every time I acted like you do. There must be something wrong with you. That's a human thinking about how their animal isn't responding to a form of punishment. It doesn't mean that animals don't want to please you or they're trying to be, quote, bad, they are perceiving their experience in the moment according to their nature, and they have no sense of good or bad. That judgment is on us. 
We either like or dislike their behavior, and then we categorize it as good or bad. If you're a dog out on an adventure and you happily roll in a dead animal carcass and then come home proudly wearing that scent, you aren't a bad dog the way you see it. You're a dog with the best smells ever. You now have the most coveted coat in town, and any dog worth their dander will be wondering where you got that smell. Meanwhile, we humans are horrified. You stink. And why would you do such a gross thing? Bad dog. We don't want you in the car. We don't want you on the couch. We don't even want you in the same area code until that stench comes off. Joan writes, each species has species-specific collective wisdom, instincts, bodily functions, and drives that can inform their behavior. Within each species, each breed has breed-specific collective wisdom, etc. In other words, we have to drill down on who this individual is according to their own nature to really help shift their behavior or create wellness from their genuine core. Sometimes an animal simply doesn't understand what you're asking. In their world, it doesn't make sense. And they don't think of themselves as bad. That judgment, that's you talking. Interesting stuff from Joan Ranquette. Emotional freedom technique for animals and their humans creating a harmonious relationship through tapping. She is the founder of Communication with All Life University, a certification program for animal communication and energy healing. So talking to her made me better understand something Caesar Milan always said. Big fan of Caesar Milan. And he would always talk about how your animals react to your energy and the picture that you have in your mind. And I never really understood that until now. When I'm out walking the pugs, the only clear message that I can see they understand is when I say to them, crossing, which means we're crossing the street. And I know I have in my head a really clear picture of us crossing the street because, you know, I'm looking both ways to make sure there's no traffic coming. And I realize now, because I thought my animals are so smart, my pugs are so smart, every time I say crossing, they're like, yeah, on it, let's go. Let's cross the street. But when I say other things, they're not listening at all. And maybe that's because at that other time, I don't have that clear picture in my mind. Now, perhaps you don't believe we're sending animals picture messages with our mind, but we're definitely sending information through our energy field. I can hear some of you eye rolling right now, but others, you truly get it. You know that your energy field is always picking up on other people's energy fields. And one of the greatest things that Caesar Milan taught me, and this really moved my whole life forward, he taught me how to be responsible for the energy I bring into my home. Oftentimes, people walk into their home and they bring with them all the dust and dirt and baggage of their day. And they walk in and they're hungry or they're angry or they're thirsty or they've got to pee and they just rush into the house and there's the dog or the cat or whatever, you know, waiting to see you and you just blow by them to go take care of whatever. Caesar Milan taught me that you should clean up your energy before you walk in the house because those animals waiting on the other side of the door you know, deserve the best you they can get. Well, isn't that also true of people? I often say my husband gets the worst version of Casey. I just dump everything there. But when I'm at my best, I remember 
that when he comes home at the end of the day, I try to have my best energy waiting for him. Sometimes it's easier to love our animals than it is to love our people, right? I don't know. I was talking to a dear friend of mine the other day, a young man who lives with a woman. And um, he says he gets so annoyed when this woman comes home and does not acknowledge the dogs that they share. And he'll say to her, hey, say hello to this dog and say hello to that dog. And she's like, I did. They know I'm home. And he's like, no, you need to greet them. They've been waiting for you. And she's like, ah, whatever. So this young man said to me, he's got two rescue dogs. And, um, you know, if you have a rescue dog, they often come with a lot of quirky baggage and they need a little extra love. And he says, you know, I just realized my dogs really need a calm environment and they need to be spoken to calmly and they need to be acknowledged. And all these things help them feel secure and that he works really hard to share those things with his creatures. And I'm thinking, too, gosh. People deserve the same. People deserve to be spoken to kindly. People deserve to be acknowledged when you come into the home. People deserve to be treated to a peaceful environment. The techniques we use on our animals to keep them happy and comforted, we can use them on people too. We can use them on people too. We human creatures are pretty amazing, and we are powerful beyond measure. A kind word, a kind thought, a kind gesture, a smile. The messages you can send even with your eyes, a glance. You have at your disposal the ability to infuse this world with wonder and goodness. Just reminding you, I know you know that. And if you are an animal lover, you know how wonderful it is to share that special kind of love and joy with your pet. Okay, my pets, thank you for listening to Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show today. A couple of things. The Women's Weekend at Marriondale in Ossining starting to fill up. That's February 23rd, 24th, 25th. Going back in time to early February on the 10th. We're having a Let It Shine market at Mount Carmel Hall in Verplanca during the day. And at night, we're having a Let It Shine dance party. Let It Shine, Valentine. Got a DJ. Gonna have dinner, dancing. Good time. Hope you'll join us. I hope you'll join the Facebook group, A Circle of Women, too. It's where we keep in touch. Our thought for the day is from James Cromwell, who said, Pets are humanizing. They remind us we have an obligation and responsibility to preserve and nurture and care for all life. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine on.